Greetings, Maltopians. Are you looking to delve deeper into the world of Maltopia? Then check out our Patreon, where you can find written mythos pieces, world maps, found footage, art, Patreon-exclusive shows, and more. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Maltopia and join one of our tiers for access to great new content. Brave the forbidden and embrace the darkness. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Grizzly say the women's feet were sewn together at the bottom of the mirror images of each other. 
The subterranean world is undeniably home to the oldest and most beautiful specimens of darkness. As the sun has no place or power within its secretive depths, and so it was with a heavy heart that I did what I did. The explosives were only waiting to detonate, having been strategically dispersed across the cavern system, directly beneath the cannibal city. I departed the underground via the parched throat of an old well and stood at a safe distance from the city, which was about to tumble beyond the brink of living memory. I watched from the edge of the field where they had first attacked me. I smiled beneath the glow of reddest twilight, waiting. The city seemed to shrink down, as if coiling hidden muscles, preparing to leap into the air. And then came the thunder. The city was lifted upon shoulders of flame that touched the sky. The ground shook wildly as fire chased the darkness from every secreted cave entrance, sending geysers of flame high above the buildings. The earth rolled like an angry sea as the sunset winked out, the air thick with towering black smoke and giant clouds of choking dust. The explosives certainly made for a fine cake, but the ruptured gas lines of the town provided for a satisfyingly decadent icing. I quickly made my way back into the town, as the second series of explosives was timed to detonate shortly after the first. I needed time to reveal myself to the creatures, so they would know who it was that destroyed them. I walked in plain view as I proceeded forward. I felt the heat of raging fires, and I breathed the clouds of thick smoke. But a dream was upon me, and I knew I would endure. I could see the wretches trying to flee into the underground, only to find their fiery deaths, screams louder by far than any shrieks that had escaped their underground slaughterhouses, battled the smoke for dominance of the air and the burning debris of flesh-eaters lay everywhere, crackling. My laughter rose above the sounds of fire and dying as I waded into thick crowds of fleeing creatures, wielding my father to extinguish the light of fools. Houses tumbled to the earth beneath the heat of shooting flames. Cannibals became tinder, and the shapes of forgotten gods moved within the smoke. My art had engulfed the town. I stood amid the fires and bodies and shrieks, and I called out to the mother of cannibals. My voice rose with the smoke and fire, and crashed down upon the burning city, cracking aged timbers and worrying the red-hot flames. It was from the entrance of a large barn they came, baying and hungry, blind and monstrous. This was the great and dire company of Black Molly Patience. Atrocious creatures from the underground, all of them sculpted by the dusky hands of a blind god under the earth. There was a white bear without hair or eyes, equipped with claws so overgrown as to seem almost comical. Alien wolves with their frosted eyes of lightest blue, and a lean, hungry cougar with a mouth that occupied nearly every inch of its head, evicting even its ears and nose in favor of jaws that could open wide enough to admit a dog. My sisters moved to my sides, our laughter growing with the fire. The wolves were the first to fall to us. They attacked as a single force, hoping to drown me in their numbers. 
My sisters were like whirlwinds, twisting and turning with maniacal precision, entering and exiting the beasts like wind blowing through tall grass. When the wolves fell to the earth, they did so in pieces that quivered and whined. The gigantic bear thing came next. My roaring father struck the fool creature's head with such force it exploded into a starburst of blood and brains, the finale of a fireworks display made of gore rather than gunpowder. It was the great cat that managed to momentarily slow my progress towards my desired opponent. It attacked me from behind, seizing my neck and its enormous mouth. I reached behind my head and spread apart its jaws until I heard the wet cracking of bones deep beneath flesh. The creature reared backwards to escape my grip. My sister glided across the big cat's exposed belly, releasing a crimson tangle of gleaming entrails. The beast collapsed upon the street and was quickly set upon by ravenous flames. The fire seemed to join my side, surging and roaring across the streets, engulfing and rooting the crowds of creatures and half-men attempting to slow my pace. Then she appeared from darkness and smoke. I had no idea the dead world could encompass such a dream. She was a wicked song of teeth and claws, set to the awful melody of burning, sightless eyes. Though she was a living horror, an echo of dethroned beauty reverberated through her features, suggesting the distance she had fallen from grace and dream. Blind though she may have been, some invisible emanation from her whited eyes plunged beneath my flesh, searching and summing. I could feel her conjuring alien hungers from the emptiness of my stomach, trying to fill me with forbidden appetites. Something about her eyes held an actual power, not some abstract force, but a tangible violation of nature, and it was trying to change me. She took a step from the smoking ruin of a tunnel entrance, as if looking more fully upon me would better allow her to focus her efforts. But my body kept its own secrets, and they would admit no mysteries besides their own. I could feel the searing gaze of my family as it met the sightless eyes of Black Molly Patience, and I could smell her fear. I was airborne, my sisters laughing out in front of me, their metal teeth glittering with the lights of a thousand fires. Molly clutched my torso in a cage of claws, hoping to tear me from the smoky air. Though my body ceased its advance, my sisters' journey was far from over. Their laughter dimmed as they sank into filthy layers of cannibal flesh, severing the vital tubers of Molly's neck. The queen monster threw me with surprising might through the wall of a nearby barn slathered with feasting flame. I crashed to a floor of burning hay and corpses, leaping to my feet to receive the she-demon as she came charging after me. She lowered her spined head and rammed herself into my chest, lifting me from the floor and pinning me upon her lethal barbs. She surged mindlessly forward, smashing me through more walls, trampling fiery bodies, finally crushing me up against the undercarriage of an overturned truck. Somehow I still lived. I think a dream had been born between us, and within its extent she and I were true monsters, beyond the call of conventional pain and fragility. I tore myself free of her evil headdress, snapping off spines like branches from a tree, calling up screams from her hellish, gaping mouth. I seized hold of her remaining horns and began to twist Miss Patience's head from her body, 
Shortly after her vertebrae began to crackle, she stood to her full height, some nine feet tall, denying me the leverage of the burning earth, dangling me before her forest of teeth. I reached to my back, raising my father into the air. Miss Patience lunged forward with her terrible mouth yawning impossibly wide, revealing the path so many had traveled. Suddenly, the world became so much thunder and fire, and the ground opened beneath us. The second batch of explosives had detonated, and Miss Patience and I tumbled into the Stygian darkness. We led a tumbling parade of fire and stone into the smoking depths of the earth, intertwined like two serpents, each trying to swallow the other. Comprising the tail of our downward procession toppled the corpses and cannibals and flaming houses and smoking earth that comprised the corrupted city. I found it ironic that the detestable creatures suddenly found themselves swallowed by the fiery maw of the earth, dinner to the greatest cannibal of all. Though the earth has ever been the eater of its own children, it has also been a shelter to the greatest walks of shadow and darkness, and I had just betrayed them to the carnivorous sun. The ancient shades were seized by the neck and dragged under the killing gaze of a dead, burning star. Even as we plummeted, Miss Patience was busy trying to work her enormous jaws around me. I was doing my best to wrest her head from her thorny shoulders, applying all my strength to the task of expanding the wounds already opened by my sisters. We splashed beneath the waves of near-lequescent darkness, the depth we achieved containing shadows sufficiently old enough to turn away the glare of the sun. Once the light had vanished, the silence of buried secrets rose and stole the sounds of thunder and death from the air, plunging them beneath the unceasing knell of nothingness. We were alone in a void, and for a moment it seemed we were no less than gods, floating within a primal darkness, battling each other for the right to fill creation with our singular and inscrutable designs. The fact that we survived the impact of our fall was even more evidence that a dream had been joined by our meeting. The dead world was denied the full measure of its power over our flesh and blood, allowing wonder to undo the work of wisdom. Burning debris rained down seconds after we crashed to the darkened earth, yet the darkness fought back the fire's light, begrudging it an impossibly small dispersion into the spaces of the underground. Miss Patience rose from beneath a mounting pile of burning wood and falling rock, throwing it aside with little effort. Her dead eyes, while incapable of affecting me with their hunger-inducing glare, bore into me with a hatred that almost set me aflame. Before her hatred led her to attack me in another uncalculated charge, she paused, for the first time reflecting her human origins. Her teeth scraped violently against one another as she spoke. You made a fine revenge of things, little killer. You have destroyed all that I have worked for. And now you're trying to add me to your collection of artwork. I made a world within a world, and you simply destroyed it. I am carved from an inner darkness you can't even remember, much less imagine. I am a collage of grimmest truths, assembled by grinning poets that watch and laugh from behind this game of light and darkness. And like some angry child, you would break me apart and leave me in ruin. Destruction is the cheapest form of art, little killer. I wouldn't hold my head too high if I were you. I laughed condescendingly. What do you know of art, Sarah? You simply eat your own. And as if your actions warrant special attention, expect my admiration. 
You took a fragile darkness and filled it with your petty evils. Nothing more. What would your cult of well-wishers think if they could see you now? Would they see a great and dark mother of the underworld? Or merely the breeder of freaks and fools? They worship a blind mother who gathers them in filthy holes and sets them about the task of appeasing the crawling worms of the earth with offerings of stolen, rotting meat. I'm going to do you the kindness of opening you up to the Elder Darkness, releasing your stolen shadows to the bowels of the deep earth. Perhaps if your darkness proves precious enough, I'll even redeem myself to the shades I've wronged this day. In either case, Miss Patience, I will hold your head high for all to see. My father was already in my hands as I flew at her. The scream she issued was almost as much a violation of natural law as was her alien sight. My father had reached beyond flesh and into bone, splitting her sternum and unrolling the saddle lengths of fat that curled beneath her unclean flesh. A vile fluid that must have been blood washed over me, and I resisted the urge to retch from the smell. The queen of cannibals backhanded me into the air, dashing me against the unrelenting limestone. I slid from the wall and fell back to my feet, bleeding and doubled over. Miss Patience hefted a giant burning plank and brought it down atop my head. I crashed to the stone floor as she casually kicked me into a large fire that had fallen from above. I lay in a heap, burning, and she paused to enjoy the sight or whatever sensation her blank eyes afforded her. I certainly couldn't begrudge her last look at me. A fallen artist beneath the prehistoric earth crumpled body, steaming and bloodied flesh sizzling beneath angry flames. I would have loved to see what it all looked like myself. Miss Patience laughed triumphantly, ignoring the sucking wound in her chest. You remind me of your last work, little wick, full of fire and failure. She wasn't the only one capable of ignoring wounds. Having sufficiently recovered from the last attack, I leapt to my feet and charged once again. I had planned my next move quite carefully while smoldering beneath the flames. When I collided with the queen, she moved only slightly, laughing hard and horrible at my apparent failure. I wrapped my arms as far as they would reach around her bulk and sank my sisters into her many layers of roiling flesh. Utilizing the tines and protruding bones of her body as handles for the second time, I lifted the giant cannibal into the air. While resting within the flames, I had spied the engulfed ruin of a church steeple across the cavern, the splintered wooden cross at its peak somehow still intact. I raced across the uneven stone, holding Miss Patience high, both of us laced with flame. The jagged tip of the cross slammed into her back. I ducked my head as it exploded from her left breast and shot past my shoulder. Miss Patience lay gasping at a stake thicker than my leg, its length ablaze and slick with boiling blood, its wicked tip well beyond her reach. I shed my burning coat and threw it to the ground, watching as Sarah Kane tried in vain to pull herself free from fire and death. She was beyond, it seemed, even the significant shelter our dream provided. She looked upon me with pleading eyes and held out her clawed hand. I don't want to pass without telling someone. 
I'll tell you. And then I can fade away. Please. I waited until her flesh had crisped and blackened, sloughing off in places, sizzling as it slid down between glowing embers. Then I pulled her seared body from the pyre and laid her head upon the smoking remains of my coat. Tell your final tale, Miss Patience, I said in frozen tones. And should your story please me, I will spare it from the hungriest monster of all, Oblivion. Very well, she said. Her teeth sounded out a terrible rhythm as they scraped and gnashed. Her words fell from her mouth like stillborns plummeting to the cold earth, naked and hopeless. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 